everybody. Back on another Wednesday here on the Heat Ratio Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Tony Cotillo, joined by John Coker and Coach Dave Dixon. And we're lights are flickering a little bit in here. We're in the middle of a what are they? I just seen it on a micro mic micro duster. Did you see that? It was like they said it was a mic micro burst. Micro burst, yeah. right? All yeah. like all the winds like form like a funnel cloud and I I yeah. mean, I swear the world's going to end real soon because I, I, I'm i serious. <laughs> Holy shit, I L- hope not. Listen, have you, what was... Real like, soon, too, re- Dave. <laughs> I mean, no, have you ever see, heard we got to finish sh- our Danishes first. Well, wait, have, have you yeah, Oh, yeah, Dave brought some, some sweet, nutty Danishes over there, which are... Uh, They're not nutty. ...off the charts. <laughs> They're glazed. So, uh, but uh, glazed for... Oh, forget it. Oh, uh, I'll keep it clean. But, uh... I don't remember ever hearing the word like superstorm, supercell, you know, tornado, F one tornadoes, and around the corner. Like, I, I feel like I need to get like a a, a storm driven like house now. Like, I, I need to be like Annie M from Wizard of Oz. Like, I've never seen anything like this. Uh, I was just down the shore a couple weeks ago, and I thought it was the coolest thing, man. Really cool moment. Me and my me and son, uh, it started lightning out a little bit, and I was like, yo, let's go walk down to the ocean. I'll go under, watch the storm coming in, the clouds rolling in right off the ocean, seeing the waves get high. It was fascinating. I'm fascinated by weather. I really am. I'm a weather guy. Oh, I love the weather. I do. And I know, but it's by studying weather over the last 10 years, that in the last couple of years, we've never, ever witnessed the type of weather patterns that we're seeing. Number one, it has to do with the world. Uh, the, the ozone layer has to do with us environmentally just killing, killing uh, you know, climate control. Okay, it's it just killing the world, and I'm sorry. I, I say the world's and not to sound trying to sound negative, but I just I don't understand where it stops. In Mexico, like three months ago, they had a hailstorm that produced three feet of ice. That's in, when does that even happen? Like you know, uh, uh, rest in peace. A mother and her son got wiped away out in Pottstown. Like caught oh, weeks ago, right? Father. Yeah. Right. Oh my god! And all they were doing was driving around, and, and they just got bombarded with a body of water. Like, and again, water, Mother Nature, yeah. most powerful thing in the world. Yeah, it is. Right. You're absolutely right. Two people that are undefeated. I've said this before. Father Time, Mother Nature. Yeah. You're not beating them out. No. And uh, you know, and it's just a shame. It's just crazy, 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 crazy weather events that we've been seeing. But we're safe now. We're in a bunker. Down the shore, <laughs> the weather, watching on the beach, I agree. Right? That, that Isn't is, it fascinating? Oh, my gosh. It's awesome. Very scary. It, well, but it, it is. is. That's it, the thing, too. Like, yeah. I would love to be there for the beginning of a hurricane. Like, right before, like, you know, obviously, before we get 10-foot wave surges or something. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to be there just to watch it come ashore. Well, you hear those stories about, like, when they have tsunamis and, yeah. and, and you hear the animals taking trail to the highest land all of a sudden they see a bunch of whatever they are <laughs> going to going to find shelter in the, it, and and then all of a sudden the, the rest of the human nature is wiped out uh it's yeah, mother nuts. nature is unbelievable i mean when was the last time and we'll get, get to sports in a minute but i don't remember the last time i had so many alerts on my phone telling me in in, in bucks county to take cover yeah like shelter immediately yeah so, you know what that makes you think of, though? Of all the shit we went through before social media and that's, alerts. That's the other part. Right? We had no clue what was going on. Like, we could have got yeah. pummeled by, like, a tsunami. And we just didn't know. We were just walking around, going to the store. Oh, and, and, right? Like, no, no alerts. Even growing no nothing. up, like, if you're watching a TV, they didn't have 
cutting in like for breaking weather news. No. Or, like you're watching The Bachelorette or something. <laughs> They're cutting in with like Susario's <laughs> coming on yeah, or somebody. Yeah. Why'd you have to pick Susario? Just uh, it was the first one. Right there, you just thrown it out there. Hey, listen, I got She's love a for Sue. Woman. Yeah, well, Sue put no, me on. I, I don't put, put me on, on on air one. I time. don't. I don't like. Um, I'm, I'm not. A, she's not like a heavy no. into the forecast. She just does. But she, you know, I watch her every Did morning. He I ha- like her. You just use the word heavy. Oh come on! <laughs> I'm what saying in terms what of what's wrong with you, John? You're so rude. Oh, get out of here! I'm saying she doesn't. She <laughs> doesn't get big time into <laughs> like forecasting and yeah, the screens. This big. You said, "Hey, dude, stop, <laughs> stop. Let's switch. We got to get off. John's gonna get us FCC. Gonna get us kicked <laughs> off here. <laughs> you just." Don't. I, you just killed it in two words. But, uh, dude, I, I stop. let's talk Eagles, man. And, and we got to talk. We're we're like 10, way, 10 days away for training camp, uh, finally, because obviously, Lord knows we need it. And, uh, you know, everything's starting to heat up now. You're starting to hear, you know, all the stories come out. Everybody's starting to get signed. People getting healthy. Uh, you know, guys. Hey, you know, Dave texted me today, and before we get to Darren Sproles, was like, "Yo, I'd like to, I'd like to talk to Davion Clowney again." I mean, this guy's sitting out there; he doesn't want to play for Houston right now. He wants a deal; uh, they don't want to give it to him. I, I'm saying, "Yo, again, I, I'm not going to get in along with the discussion here, but you know, I look at our defensive line, and I see Derek Barnett, I see Brandon Graham, and I see a bunch of I don't knows. So, if you take to me one of the best lo- defensive linemen in football," And you throw them on the squad. You're already talking about a, a, a team that doesn't have many holes at all, and now you just solidify a position to me that needs a little help. Man, I'll tell you what, sky's the limit. So I would, I would definitely be in that conversation. Uh, I'm not sure about what Howie's thinking, uh, but if he's not on the phone, at least to find out, just to hold a conversation with Houston to say, hey, what would it take? What would it take to get Davion on this team? So I, I'm doing it. I know you guys. Well, John's not doing it. I know Dave said he would do it. We got into that. Uh, what was that? Episode 75, 76. So go get us. We just got approved on iHeart, by the way. So we're now part of the iHeart Radio family. This is pretty exciting for us, Heat Ratio Sports. So you can get our, all our episodes whenever you want. But Eagles did an interesting move the other day. Something that some people thought, you know, it was going to happen. It was inevitable. The marriage was just going to happen again. Uh, but... I'm not a big fan of the move, and that's bringing back Darren Sproles. 36 years old. Uh, obviously, he's been awfully injured the last couple years. Uh, John, you made a point with eight games you said they said he played yeah, in the some, last two years, something like, like that. that. Yeah, six, eight games. Uh, so maybe, you know, I, I know Dave was saying the same thing. He was listening to Tyrone Johnson on the Fanatics, saying the same kind of, uh, same kind of jargon, saying basically like, this is a younger 36 because he doesn't have a lot of tread over the last couple of years. Um. I, I don't know what to think. I, you know, I put a tweet out there, and people were asking. Uh, one of our listeners, uh, you know, local guy, Mr. Scott Barkus, texted me and commented at me, said, why? Why would you not want Darren Sproles? Because I, I literally said, eh, that was my reaction. Like, eh, okay. Because 36 years old, okay, you bring a guy in that we know isn't the same guy. And obviously, yes, he may still have – escapability he may still have the pump returner instincts well i shouldn't say may he does have it but is his mental you know is his mental capacity going to attribute to his physical capacity i don't know i have no idea my problem is there's a lot of running backs on this team i would keep before darren sproles okay so let's go through the list right now 
off the top of our heads, and I'll get you guys a comment. Okay, obviously Jordan Howard, obviously Miles Sanders, Corey Clement, Josh Adams, Wendell Smallwood. I'm taking all five of them over Darren Sproles, right? And, you know, Boston Scott. And uh, the the rookie you didn't name, Miles Sanders. Yeah, I did. Oh, did too. Yeah. Donnell Pumphrey's still on the squad. How crazy. Yes. Donnell Pumphrey is still going to be in camp. Okay, now I would not take him over Darren Sproles. But again, we're we're literally, you know, it's here's a good thing and a bad thing. A good thing is we're sitting here July 24th, okay? We're about a week away from training camp. And our biggest concern right now is defensive line depth and our fifth running back position. So, I mean, it could be a lot worse, right? We we could be like the Pittsburgh Steelers and try to figure out who's going to be running the ball next year. Uh but we're not Okay, we actually we have a a plethora of healthy running backs that can do the job. John's laughing over there. Okay, so what do you think? I'll go. I, I'll go to you, Dave, and then we're gonna go to John. I let him think about that Pittsburgh comment for a minute, uh, and think about what do you take of this Darren Sproles move? I mean, I I understand. I believe that Doug did it because of his feelings towards Darren Sproles. Maybe bring him back, try and win him a ring. Um, I think the sentimental value is there. Um, but my, my issue is that means like our younger backs with, I, I, I'm more upset for a guy like Josh Adams, um, Smallwood, although Smallwood did show us some stuff in the playoffs last year, he ran the ball hard. Um, I, I believe that somebody like Josh Adams might have more value on your team because he's more of a thumper. Um, and we already have backs similar to Smallwood and Corey Clement and Miles Sanders. Um, so you're going to lose out. I wrote down six guys. I know you already mentioned them. Adam Sproul, Smallwood, Miles Sanders, Clement, and Howard. There's That's six running backs. Right. I don't know. You're going to keep four, right? I'm assuming you right. keep four. So here's my other thing, what the Eagles were thinking quite possibly, is that you're going to use Darren – on special teams. Most of his touches might be in the punt game. Um, you put a veteran back there that is capable of handling pressure situations and and you have a capable guy to do that and, and give you some positive yards. That that could be the, the main spin coming for your fourth running back um, and maybe one or two swing passes here and there. Um, other than that, you know, I don't know – I truly believe that it's more of a sentimental thing. Um, you, you, they're thinking, they're talking about mentoring Miles Sanders, and Wrong. that's and that's and, and that's a possibility. I don't necessarily agree with it um, because I, I, I don't because even say necessarily. Have, I don't agree with it at all. You have a guy like you know Corey Clement's not long in the tooth at all, but he's your veteran. That's that's one of your veterans. You got Jordan Howard. Wait a minute, what are we missing? Who's your running backs coach? Duke Staley can't matter these guys. Well, it's it's good, right? Yeah. So I I don't well I'm going I'm leaning towards I don't necessarily agree with bringing him back for the mentor thing. I, I'm I'm strongly going with that. It's a sentimental um, one year deal. You know he's played in the last two years. He's average when he was healthy. The three years ago when he was healthy, he averaged eight to twelve touches a game. And, and, and he was – they were impactful touches too, by the way. And they were. They were. And they were. So, But now you're talking about managing his load, right? There's that – Load management. John, knock of it course. off over there. Stop it. FCC. So, Go ahead. 
from eight to twelve touches, we're going to limit that. But then he tore his ACL. Right. At 34 years old. But you understand my point? Right. 8 to 12, I'm limiting your touches. So what's that I, mean? He's getting four games? That's what I'm saying. So what's the point? Exactly. Wouldn't you rather give it to a younger guy to help him develop? I mean, are, are they hovering up an injury that we don't know about? I don't know. Well, unless it's Corey Clement, not 100% healthy, that's... that's. Well, what was even his injury last year? Does anybody know? I thought it was a hammy. I thought well, it was I, a nagging hammy. How about Sproles? Sproles was a couple different things. Yeah, but... I mean, we again. It's like, what do they have? The Sixers medical staff over there. Like, we don't hear anything. You know what I mean? What do you think, John? Would you bring him back? Dave hit it on the head. To me, it's the uh, yeah, it's a sentimental thing. I don't think it has anything to do with that. I'm not saying you can or can't. Sproles probably said, you know what? I got one more year. They said, all right, we'll take you on. He didn't get to contribute in either of the last two playoff runs, but he's been with the team all those years. You know what I mean? Sure. And I do believe that he can still do a little bit on the field. I mean, he's getting five carries a game. You know, the past two years, it's five carries a game, two, maybe three catches. He brings a different dynamic into the game when he comes in, though. You know what I mean? So I don't know that they'll. He does. I don't know that they'll limit it that much, but. I think some of it is also there. Look at all the injuries that they have had. All the guys go down. You know what I mean? Ajay, Sproles, Clement. Dude, you're only, you know, if you only carry a couple backs, I'm not saying that they should carry six. All the guys you named is, are, are definitely, I, to me, better than Sproles or right. better suited to Sproles. I, and that's but what I agree with. It's almost like an excess of riches that sometimes. That's what happens. That's when the rosters cut, get cut down. That's when other teams swoop up and grab guys. You know, that's my fear, though. Well, and it, it you know, I'd happen. rather keep a guy like Josh Adams or Wendell Smallwood. Uh, honestly, I'd rather. I I honestly did not mind what I seen out of Wendell Smallwood last year. I don't. You know, you know who he is. Here's here, I'm going to tell you Wendell Smallwood is, and I'm, I'm a big comparison guy. I really am. By the way, I you know remember I compared. Tobias Harris to Bradley Beal, who just got a three-year, $111 million extension today. Watch the Wizards, which congrats to Bradley. But um, I'm going to compare Mr. Wendell Smallwood to a guy named Damian Williams out in Kansas City. And I think, again, Damian Williams was a guy hung around. He played in Miami, came over to the Chiefs. Andy Reid liked the guy. If you read the papers out there, but it was like, who's this? Who's this Damian Williams guy? You know what I mean? Like Andy really likes him. I don't get it. Doug loves Wendell Smallwood. Loves him. That's his guy. It is his guy. Mm-hmm. He drafted him, mm-hmm. and he likes him. Yeah. Right? Feels comfortable, Wendell. So I think it's the same kind of thing. I think if you and you don't overexpose him, but I think if you took Wendell Smallwood and gave him 10, 10 to twelve touches a game, I think he'd be highly productive in this offense. I really do. Behind this line, with this quarterback and this receiving quarter, so to get back to Sproles, and I know Dave's got a point, so keep it on your tongue for one second. I just think that when you say mentoring, I think you're right about that. If you're a bad team, so if you're a bad team and you're the Miami Dolphins and you know you're going to stink, if you're the Cardinals and you're going to stink, and you got Kyler married out there, and you say, you know what, I want to bring in a, a veteran guy, a Brett Favre at the end of his career, a, you know, a John Elway, whoever. I'm just, you know, obviously they don't play right now. Just hypothetically, you bring a guy that doesn't have much left in the tank, but can help this guy along. That's fine. But what you do if you're a winning team 
is you don't bring a guy that's going to take time away from players that you still need to develop. You're going to bring a guy in like an Al Horford, like the Sixers did, a guy who's still highly productive and can be a mentor at the same time. He's not clogging up a bench spot. He's actually being productive on a starting role. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's that. That's why, and, and the last thing I want to say for you to make your point mm-hmm. is you say the sentimental value. Both of you guys say that, which, and, and, and that scares me to death. You know why that scares me? Because Doug P is a guy that's like Andy, quick to go away from something that doesn't work, right? So if he throws Miles Sanders out there and Miles Sanders gets stuffed at the line and he puts Darren Sproles in there and Darren Sproles gets two carries and he goes for eight yards apiece, you're not going to see Miles Sanders anymore. And he's going to run Darren Sproles into the ground. That's the problem I have. That's perfect. That's perfect. Right. Leadway into what I was going to say, because of what you touched on, John. You can't have enough of these guys. They go down like every other week, and that that might be something they're thinking about. You know what? Let's give Darren a, a try, because we'll we'll ride him until he goes down. Well, look at you know his comparison was Damian Williams, who was number three on the depth chart. Right. Damian exactly. Williams, Hunt, Damian Williams Ware, scored four Damian touchdowns Williams. in the playoff game against San Diego, I'm pretty sure. See, and that's the only th- place where I differ. I don't think Smallwood could uh, produce as much as Damian Williams. Damian would. Williams is a bigger, stronger back yeah. than Wendell. Wendell's more Look, of I a don't, uh, I don't think Clement he, I, what, what? I don't think Smallwood hurts you, but I don't see him as doing anything special. Damian Williams? Is a, what, what, all of a sudden, who, who is he? Am I missing something here? No, but he had put what, up What's good... it always on, D'Angelo Williams? <laughs> it's a small dude, man. Who? Damian Williams. I think you guys are looking at the wrong dude. 5'11", 224. And what's Wendell Smallwood? Not that. I don't know. That, dude. I ain't got Smallwood up. Yeah, why don't you pull Smallwood up there, Pittsburgh, and let me know what he's saying. All right? Because I, I'm sorry. He's not that much smaller. I'm not even talking size. I'm just talking, I believe, talent level. I don't see the same talent level in Smallwood as you do Damian Williams. Smallwood had a – he had – he had Williams play? I saw him play the last four games okay. of the season and into the playoffs. And how much did you see Smallwood play? I saw enough of him on the field that he didn't impress me that much. I'm not saying that I don't keep John's him on as a – Look, I'm saying if I like Smallwood as a, my third or fourth back, but right. I don't see him as the same level as Damian Williams. But we agree. Do you, do, do you keep him over Darren Sproul? Yes. Okay, so at least we're yeah. agreeing with that. Oh, yeah. I like that. Now I'm happy. But <laughs> You yeah, pull no. up him yet? He's still looking slow internet connection. Uh, but listen, and, and, and before we move on, I don't want to get it twisted. I love Darren Sproles. I do. I love what he done with a smaller stature guy, how he worked his butt off to get to where he was. Okay? All them great years in San Diego, all the good years in, in New Orleans, and the memories he's given us here in Philadelphia. Uh, hats off, man. Seriously. I just don't want him to take away time from long, younger players because, you know, Dougie P's got a soft spot for him. That's all. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Smallwood's 5'10", 208. Oh, holy Christ. Damian Williams, a giant. I'm not talking about the size of you him. You said. I did. I did. Okay. What did they? He's so 20 he's, pounds heavier than him. Yeah. And an inch taller. B- way bigger. Well, well way, <laughs> way, way bigger. He plays bigger. Way bigger. That's what I meant to say. So, one thing we talked, we talked about today, Beyond Clowney. And the reason why I talked about that is because I want to know your opinion on this defensive line situation. Now, specifically defensive end, I the middle to me is covered, 
And I'll tell you what, uh, you know, I'm I'm thinking with Brandon Graham, okay, on the on the wrong side of thirty. Not saying he's not going to be productive, because you look around the league and they all have they all have defensive ends. They can play, uh, you know, uh, in, into their mid thirties and be productive. Michael Bennett did it last year. Here, I mean, come on, uh, you know, you watch what Julius Peppers, it, it, you know, it, it w- was doing. I mean, you, you see all that. So these guys can they can be productive. My problem is we're unproven everywhere else. You know, Derek Barnett's coming back from a shoulder injury. We really don't know if he's going to be 100%, right? You draft Sharif Miller. We don't know what we're going to have from him. You don't know what we're going to have with Sweat. Uh, the guy's got two bad knees. He, he, he's a tall guy. He, he looks like he could play. But, I mean, you just you, you kind of don't know what you have. And that's why it really – the, the Davion Clowney talk intrigues me a little bit. I know he's going to cost a shitload of money, okay, and, and all kinds of picks. But – you're a win now mode. We're getting talked about as we are the number one roster in an NFL. We're talking about we're the highest, even though you guys don't believe it, uh, in, in the Madden rankings. Okay, but we are the highest ranked team in Madden. Okay, we are getting the national attention by all the skeptics. Listen, Chris Carter, Lewis Riddick, they're all even even that idiot, you know, uh, Skip Bayless. Okay, you know, is out there, you know, talking about us. Okay, Colin Cowherd, they all they all got something to say. All right, everybody's got something to say. Okay, so my thing is, I, I, I'm looking for more, man. A, 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 am I? I know. Again, we're talking about a team that's that that is, you know, basically on paper is going to be highly successful. But am I making too much at the defensive end position? What do you think, Dave? I think you go get them. I think you have. Like, sweat. if you don't get them, are you happy? Well, of course I'm going to be happy because I'm Are you satisfied? To... No, never satisfied because you're telling me there's a chance. Yes. You're telling me there's a chance. That So that's the reason why I'm not going to be happy because I won him. We have – so the way I look at it, your, your starting defensive ends will be Kerry and Graham. Right? Really? Yeah, because they're your they're your run stoppers. First down. The only reason why they're starting is because it's first down. So you don't think it would be Barnett starting over there? Barnett should play because he's coming off of an injury. Barnett should play passing downs. Okay. That that's just my opinion. Sweat and Miller, we don't know. I glad you said Carry. I forgot about bringing Vinny Carry back. Yeah, you have five that I saw on the depth chart right now: Carry, right. Graham, Sweat, Barnett, and Miller. Right. You got a rookie and you got a second year guy in Sweat, like you talked about. No idea what he is. My, you got three question marks. Because right, Barnett, we're not sure about. Miller's a rookie. Sweat's an injury guy. Curry and Graham. Uh, Brandon Graham is best suited to me in the passing downs when they slide him down to tackle. Yeah. So they're going to take Malik Jackson out. Yep. Right? And then they're going to put Barnett in there, maybe the rookie or Sweat or whatever at the ends. Now tell me what happens when Clowney comes and plays the end huh. and second and third down. Exactly. I don't have to tell you. We don't know what's going to happen. Right. So, and here's the other thing with Clowney that, that people are worried about. He doesn't play. Like John's argument was that he he's injured all the time. Yeah. With you add a sixth player now to this rotation, I don't need you to play first down. Nope. You you should never play unless it's first and twenty for whatever reason. Um, that's the only reason why you play first down for me. And in an eighteen game season, you're going to get two games off anyway. Right, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's not happening. Just throwing it out there. But so I. Don't tell me that there's a chance, and 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 it's I'm always saying, a chance. Yeah, man. so I'm it's not, always a chance. I want them. I, I, you know, I want them, and I don't care. I'll give up two firsts or a first and 
two two second round picks. I don't care. I'll give up two firsts tomorrow. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, tomorrow. And the reason Yesterday. why and the reason why is because the two firsts are question marks. Right. This guy, we already know, he's a known commodity. You go get him and you put a green helmet on him and we go win the Super Bowl. That exactly what you just said. Absolutely right. You go win the Super Bowl. And the two picks that you gave up Who at cares? 30 and 31? Yeah. Exactly. And, I and, really don't care. And you say 30 and 31 because you know we're going to have a good we're record. We're going to be that good. Right, exactly right. So, thank you, Clowney. And you just <laughs> won us the Super Bowl. Jadavion, coming home. Coming home. He's a difference maker. Yes, he is. I know it's a pipe dream right now, but I'll tell you what. Yeah. Man, he looked good out there. Yeah, and, and that's why it's fun to talk about, right? Because it it's it's like taking that lottery ticket out of the store and walking home and saying, man, what if? The, the, the $1 one or the $20 one? The Mega Millions one. Oh, the Powerball, the big boy. Yeah. The one that, like, some dude in the corner in, Ohio, in Iowa wins. That, oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, the, Ridiculous. The, the factory workers yeah. in Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, thanks. But uh, we talk about intriguing. We said that word a lot so far in the first 20 minutes. If I ask you... In your mind, coming into the training camp, in the preseason, in the beginning of the year, what player intrigues you the most? Doesn't have to be a rookie, could be a veteran, can be a second year guy, doesn't matter. What player on the Eagles intrigues you the most coming into this year? Go ahead, John. I'll, I'll let you go first. Dave likes to steal the mic. Um <laughs> that that's that's a tough one. Um There's a lot. Well I I think, to be honest with you. I don't know if I could even cheat, but I want to see the usage and how it plays out with Howard and Sanders. Okay. That's That's so it's it's the position battle, and I'm not even talking about all the depth. But there's going to be mainly a guy, even if that guy gets 10 carries and the other guy gets six. Just like a Jaya did. I I don't know if Miles Sanders is going to have the pass protection that's going to get him a whole heck of a lot of, you know, time on passing downs and – if Howard's going to be, said that, and if How, Howard's going to be your semi Legarrette Blunt, or you know, you need the tough yards, and that's the guy you're giving it to. I mean, I'm I'm just looking at that split, maybe being like a. Does it? I don't. I don't know. That's intriguing. It's me. funny that you say that because I follow a lot of people, and I listen to a lot of things. I read a lot. Okay, one of, one of the guys I respect a lot, John Johnson. I, I like listening to him. I like hearing what he says, and word is, you know, out of training camp, and this was backed up by Tim McManus, was, and I know it's only been OTAs, Miles Sanders at deer in the headlights when it comes to blitz pickup. That's a problem. Because of a rookie, you're not going to see the field, especially when you have a $100, $200 million quarterback yep. sitting back there. So maybe that's why they signed Darren Sproles, because you know what Darren's really good at? Exactly. That's a good point, Dave. It took you 25 oh. minutes to bring it up. Okay, that's right. Why, <laughs> that, that's why Ronald Jones hasn't been able to get the starting job down in Tampa Bay for three Ronald years. Ronald Jones? I'm just saying. Nobody cares about Ronald he w- Jones. He was a highly touted <laughs> rookie, and I'm saying he that it's the same thing. He can't. He couldn't handle the blitz pickup. He never got a shot. That's why Peyton Barber's starting all, all the time. Not for long. Want to hear my prediction? Hot take? Sure. Melvin Gordon be a start running back for Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Ooh, I would love to see him down there, my buddy. Melvin Gordon is not going to he's not going to sign with San Diego Chargers, and he's going to hold out, and he's going to look around for a deal. And Bruce Arians right now is licking his chops, 
right now to get Melvin Gordon on that team. He's seen Edron James all over again, dude. That's what he's saying. He's saying in his mind, I need to get me Melvin Gordon, right? I would love to see him down there. He sees Chris. Chris Johnson in his visions, right? He's thinking of the guys he worked with. I'm telling you, man, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Fast forward three episodes, I'd be like, man, I can't believe we're talking about Melvin Gordon with Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I say, you heard it right here. Jigsaw's on a roll, I'm telling you, just so you know. What about you, Dave? Most intriguing, most intriguing player or duo like John did for uh, for the Eagles? Oh, well, I'm glad you asked me. <laughs> well, okay, so you're asking me to pick one. I can go one for every position on both sides of the ball. <laughs> wow. Which would be half the team. Right. Well, no, that would be one for every position. There's defensive linemen and linebackers. Anyway, I'll have to teach you the game. John, um, I'm going to go with a guy I talked about last year, Jordan Mailata, as one, um, the offensive tackle, the the uh, rugby player. I'm interested to see if he even makes the team. Um, I have several of them. I got a couple names here for you at the linebacker sure. position. Go ahead. Uh, that, that we, people, linebacker intrigues me. Well, Zach Brown will probably be your starting, Mike. Stud. Love Zach Brown. And you got a couple guys in there, LJ Fort. Pittsburgh boy. Pittsburgh boy. And a local kid that got hurt last year is Pat Warlow, who I heard nothing but great things Paul. about. Paul. Or Paul, excuse me. Paul Paul's Warlow. a tackling machine. Uh, he's going. They're going to be special teams players, those two guys. Uh, and uh, our special team guy retired. Um, Maragos. Maragos is now. Uh, but, on. you know, it's funny. Not to call you all, keep that thought. Yeah. I only, real quick, what I want to say is when you bring up about Fort and uh, Warlow, mm. you say perfect, perfect preface in your statement is these are guys who started in the NFL. Yes. Maybe only a couple games. They've started that you now have on special teams. Warlow was the leading tackler for, for the Falcons. Oh, yes, yeah. he was. Very good. Yes, sir. You're, you're impressing me a lot, there, Tony. Come on, man. All right. Well, I'm just saying you, that, that you're impressing me. So, there's there's names <laughs> there, that, right, at the linebacker position. Running like back that. position, uh, I'm, I'm extremely happy. I want to see Clement. I so want to see I. a healthy Corey Clement. I'm a big Clement guy. I'm interested in Dallas Goddard. What's Dallas going to do? All right. Um, and, and obviously the big names, but how about the rookie wide receiver? You like Whiteside? I think I do. Like JJ? Yes. I think I think I do. I, I think I hear a lot of good things about JJ. I think you put Alshon on one side in the red zone, and you put that kid on the other side in the red zone. Who you got a jump ball either side? And you got Goddard, and you got Ertz in the middle of the field. I just – how about Malik Jackson? How about that name? He was one of mine. Yeah. I mean, I, we could name so many, but um, I only named one, and it was Jordan Mailata. Listen, when was the last time that Fletcher Cox had somebody with the talent of a Malik Jackson? Let's, let's not forget who Malik Jackson is, right? Let's not forget he was the biggest free agent two years ago. Out on the market. This guy is a flat-out stud. Yeah. We don't know. Listen, Jacksonville sucked <laughs> last couple of years, okay? They sucked. Yeah. So, I, I know they went, listen, and I, it, it sounds weird because they just went to the NFC or AFC Championship game, yep. okay? But they also went with Blake Bortles. So, I mean, I'm just saying, you know, this is a guy who needed a change of scenery. This is a guy who is uh, he's going to be phenomenal on that line. I mean, you seen what a healthy Timmy Jernigan did next to Fletcher Cox. I mean, yeah. those guys were unstoppable. That's why we won the Super Bowl, right? 
I, it's insane. But one of the guys that intrigues, there's two guys, okay? I had three, but you stole Jackson from me, which is cool. I'm going to go one offensive guy, one defensive guy. Defensive guy to me is Avante Maddox because I think Avante Maddox showed me that he can play all over the place. And the lucky thing, here we go, we're talking about mentorship, right? When you got a guy like Malcolm Jenkins, still highly productive, sitting at that backfield, a guy like Rodney McLeod, who is coming off an ACL, but still a veteran player, productive player in this league, Man, this guy's a limit for this kid. It really is. And he show he come up and tackle the ball. He's not scared like that stiff city Jones. Okay, he actually comes up and he's not afraid to avoid. He doesn't avoid contact. Yeah. He take a he takes a running back head on. I mean, this kid showed he could play. The other guy, and I know we know what he can do. Nelson Aguilar. Mm. I'm gonna tell you something. Nelson Aguilar is probably the smartest guy on the Philadelphia Eagles. You know why? Nelson Aguilar is in the contract year. And he knows he's not going to get paid here in Philadelphia. He just knows the landscape, right? You're paying Alshon Jeffrey big money, paying Zach Ertz big money. You're paying Deshaun a decent amount of money. You're not going to cut Deshaun, right? You're going to have to pay Goddard, okay? And you just paid your quarterback. Aguilar knows he's the odd man out. He's not an idiot. He knows. So what's he do? He gives Randy Moss a call. He says, hey, Randy, you want to train me? You want to come out and train me? You still got it? Randy says, sure, man. I'll train you. So Nelson Aguilar has been working one-on-one with Randy Moss, one of the best receivers of all time. Nelson Aguilar is going to be a Pro Bowl receiver this year. He's going to catch, I'm going to say, 85 balls, and he's going to have about eight touchdowns and go for about 12 to 1,300 yards. And he's going to make a ton of money mm-hmm. in the open market next year. But that's going to be after he's hoisting the Super Bowl trophy up because that's what's going to lead us to. So he intrigues the hell out of me this year because I think he's a guy who's under the radar. A lot of people were last year, even myself, we all were like, man, what's wrong with Nelson Aguilar, right? Now he's back home, all right? He's got the over-the-top threat to take the heat off him. He's going to live in that middle all day long, mm-hmm. all day long. And he's going to go that up-and-go route when he goes across. As safety's going to bite, he's going to take off, and Wentz is going to hit him all day long. So big, big year I'm looking for. From uh, Nelson Aguilar. I'm getting hyped up. Oh, talk about football. This is, this is it great. is. What about you reverse and we don't talk about the Eagles? Talk about a player that intrigues you in the NFL this year. A, a guy who you're saying, you know what? Let me watch. Let me watch. I want to watch this game. I want to watch this team. I want to see what they do. You got, how about you, John? Who are you looking forward to watching? I want to see Rashad Penny. Uh, I want to see wow. him take the job off of Chris Carson. He's a nice player. Chris Carson gets a ton of love, man. Mm. Well, I don't get it. They they run the ball out there. I know, and, but and if he's running the ball and he's he ran effectively, he's not a big pass pass catcher. But Penny showed he's explosive, but he just needs to learn to uh, Rashad not try. Yeah, is it Rashard or Rashad? I thought or Rashad? It was Rashad? I thought maybe it's Rashad. But anyway, he can't be Barry Sanders and start running backwards no. all the time. That's that's one of the biggest things you can't uh, do. Yeah, that's a big no no. You so. can't do. Well, I like that. How about you, Dave? I mean, it, there's just so many. I can't. It's like the Eagles. I can't help myself. <laughs> uh, I, I I don't know. I, I you know what? I want to see the kid play linebacker for Pittsburgh Steelers. The the Michigan kid, Devin Bush. I want to see. He's a, he, he's going to be a stud. I want to see. I'm excited that. Listen, I I love the Steelers. I, I really do. I grew up. Uh, oh, my brothers. John's, John's getting there. I know he's. Ex- I know there. he's getting excited. Uh, but <laughs> the that kid like. It never ceases to amaze me that the Pittsburgh Steelers are able to p- 
plug in somebody that fits their mold. Uh, you know, they did it with Palmalu and 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 you know Joey Porter and guys like that. And and now this kid is, I think he's he's an outstanding linebacker, and uh, I'm going to have fun watching him play. Uh, Tackle machine out there. Yeah, man. yeah, yep. Um, I'm interested also to see how you know. As a team, uh, I guess we were talking about individuals, but I'm I'm anxious to see the Raiders play, and a couple of their star see how, players. See how you know see see how everything pans out there with Antonio Brown. Well, see the Derek Carr, Antonio and, Brown, and Mike Mayock. Mike Mayock didn't like light us up with the draft picks. They weren't. We don't were, know that. Well, they were like more right? like blue collar. Right. We don't know that. They weren't the Cadillacs that everybody was expecting, and because they had an abundance of picks, he picked. Workers, so that's why I kind of picked them as a team because everybody thinks they're going to stink. I don't All, think they're going to stink. The national media, everything that I'm listening to, says that the Raiders are going to be down in the dumps again this like year, like a five-win team. Uh, yes. Wow. Yeah, you're 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 pretty close to what they were talking. I've about. been hearing six. Really? Yeah. yeah that's so, that's that's not good. Yeah. So I don't believe that to be true. Me neither. I don't believe that to be true. But who who's your guy? I'll tell you what. I'm watching every Arizona Cardinals game I can because I want to see Kyler Murray play. I want to see Kyler Murray. I want to see what kind of offense they run out there. I want to see what Kingsbury has. I really do. Uh, and, and the only reason why is, and, and I'm only going to give him a, a small, small ounce of of prop here, is that Chip Kelly. And, and only for the reason is I still remember when Chip Kelly came out of Oregon and we sat on Monday Night Football and we all were there and we watched that first half against the Washington Redskins and our phones were going off, okay, Twitter was blowing up. We're like, what are we watching? That we thought the Philadelphia Eagles were going to be unstoppable. This new system that he re- is going to take over the NFL, right? But unfortunately, his ego got in the way of you know his logistics, and it just didn't work. I don't know what Kingsbury's going to be, but I do know he's going to bring innovation to a team that sadly couldn't even score six points last year, okay? So he's going to – they desperately needed a change out there. They do. Uh, with all respect to Steve Wilkes, you know, it sucks. He got fired. I get it. Probably shouldn't have after one year. But they had a clean house. Klingsbury wanted to bring his own guy in, okay? And he got Kyler Murray. He may be short. Who knows? All I know is you're, you're teaming him up out there with one of the best receivers to ever play in the game in Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, one of the best overall – one of the best overall – all around backs in football in David Johnson and a coach that's got nothing to lose. He's basically given the keys and he knows he's not going to get fired after one year. He's going to implement his offense. He's going to implement a system and I'm excited. I want to see him play. So I'm actually going to watch a couple Arizona games this year. That's a one player that intrigues me. Uh, you know, basically, I mean, I could probably name some teams like Dave did, but I'm just going to go with Arizona for Kyler Murray. I'm really excited to see what he can They do. just better hope that line holds up. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's all about the line. We talked about that last week. I get that. Start getting that pressure in there on a rookie quarterback. Oh. That, that, that's that's usually the recipe for disaster. I Probably. Mean, if, if you look historically in NFL, and I'm not saying Kyler Murray, and yes, he has you know escapability and, and things like that, but um, you look historically, I, how many guys came in as rookies and with a poor offensive line – you're setting it up for failure. The Cleveland Browns right. did it for year after year. Of course, Brady Quinn, Tim Couch, who uh, I mean, all Brady, those guys. Brady Quinn, Colt McCoy, yeah, Stiffs, yeah, Brandon Whedon. 
Oh, yeah. Now we're talking. The 28-year-old rookie. Talk about intriguing, man. Cleveland, I'll tell you what. I'm intrigued to see Baker in the second year out there. I really am. I'm all, I'll tell you what. I, you're so, I'm, I'm intrigued to watch the Jets. I want to see what Darnold does this year. I, I like what he's got. I want to see what the Le'Veon Bell factor. You got Robbie Anderson another year who, who really looked pretty good last year. I want to see what they do out there. I mean, Gase is he's he is really weird, but yeah. he he does have an offensive mastermind and their defense, ability out there. And their, their defense, defense can is, play. is oh C.J. Mosley. That was a great signing. Mm-hmm. Great yeah. signing, right? Let let me flip this real quick. Uh-oh. Real quick, just that's good. What is the team you want to watch the least this year? Oh, I like that. That's easy. Detroit Lions, they stink. New York Giants. I, no, they can't say that. You can't. No Saquon love. Yeah, you're right. Nothing good. Like, think about that. Not not to take my answer, but think about that. Who intrigues you on Detroit? Like, when you say, wow, yo, they stink, but at least they you got. used to be Stafford, Stafford and Golden Tate in their <laughs> heyday. Megatron, you would make me excited. At least you had something. They got nothing. So who's the new Cleveland Browns? The Detroit Lions? I think so. Or is it the Cincinnati Bengals? Well, at least with them, you got a a playmaking ability, A.J. Green and Joe Mixon. And, Mm -hmm. you know, you you got the storyline out there to say, first year without Marvin Lewis, how are they going to be? So at least you have something out there, right? Um, They're they're already done. They're their number one draft pick, Lyman. He's already out for the year. Oh, what do you do? Breaks on or tear ACL or something? Labrum tear. Oh, that's the worst. Yeah, Torrent Dave knows all about that. Try trying to build the team from the trenches, and oh, that's that stinks. There it goes. That's, that stinks. Dalton's that's another awful. year older. Yeah, Dal- Dalton stinks. I'm, not, I'm doing Andy Dalton. <laughs> Nothing to do with Andy Dalton. He stinks. He so, does. Uh, I mean, who 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 could it be? Who's the new Cleveland Browns? I'm going with Detroit, dude. Detroit, I, I like that pick. I think Matt Patricia's done. Nothing he could do out there. I mean, they actually have you know Slay is a really good corner out there. Uh, he's got some some uh, playmaking ability, but I mean, I just look at the offensive side of the ball; it's just ugh. like nothing, dude, nothing. And they're paying staff for tons of money, mm-hmm. tons, and they're gonna be bad for a couple of years, man. They're gonna <laughs> yeah. be bad for. They're gonna be. We might as well bring back Wayne Fontenot and Scott Mitchell. Throw them stiffs out oh, there, too. Oh, my gosh. How about that? Yeah, how about that? So, let's switch off to baseball a little bit. And before we get to baseball, we always talk like kind of like off top. It's just stuff that catches my eye, right? Uh, I was going through Twitter today, and I was looking for, you know, because we were going to talk about t- 10 best pitchers of baseball over the last 25 years, something I thought that really caught my eye. I noticed that. Did you guys know that, that they're making a Mr. Rogers documentary? And Tom Hanks is playing Mr. Rogers. Now, Here's the question I have, and I'm not going to waste a lot of time on this, but usually when they do a documentary, it's for something that's like, wow. I mean, this show or this guy changed the, like, evolution of life. Like, you know, Mr. Freaking Rogers? (laughs) I mean, I I don't know. Maybe just me. I mean, uh, what's going to be next? Reading Rainbow? Like, I I, I don't know. Like, I'm just really shocked that – Tom Hanks is a pretty illustrious actor, too, right? That this is his next big thing. And I'll tell you what, I don't know if you guys seen it. He eerily looks just like Mr. Rogers. Like, seriously. Uh-oh. Dude, it's scary. Like, scary. I'm going to wonder who's going to be the mailman. Who's going to be the mailman for Mr. Rogers? Who's going to be the little puppet guys? 
going around. You know they're gonna have. I, I, I don't know. I, I don't even know if I'd go see it. Like, what is? Did you watch Mister Rogers as a kid? I don't know. Not, right? Not not really. See what I mean? Like, if it. I don't know. Yes, I've seen it, but no, right. it was never something. It that, wasn't like get the popcorn ready, Mister Rogers. Yeah. yeah no. Right. Huh. How about you, Dave? The best part about Mr. Rogers is when Eddie Murphy did the skit of him on Saturday Night Live. That's 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 the best part of Mr. Rogers. And Tom Hanks, I don't know. You know, probably because he's touching this, there's some kind of there's, magic there. There's, but, yeah, but Mr. Rogers reminds me of everything wrong about, like, Stranger Danger. Yeah, like, it's just, it's just a weird setup. The whole thing was weird. I never liked it. I watched it. And and back then when we turned the TV, you had to get up and turn the knob. That was no, uh, that was a no brainer. You had no problem. Right up. off, right yeah, off. Yeah. See you later. You had you went from what what was it? Channel twelve to seventeen, oh, right to yeah. PHL seventeen, yeah. right? Watching Bob Ross paint a picture was way better than Mister <laughs> Rogers. Am I wrong? Dude, I'm telling you, I wasn't a Mister Rogers. I mean, it was it was exactly what John said. It was like if it was on. Yeah. Ah, Maybe I, I see what he was going on in the castle, yeah. the little puppet. You didn't ass. have any choices. I mean, half the time. I mean, I That's remember. True. I remember like my my grandmother. Like if I was sleeping over at my grandma's house, back bedroom had a TV, black and white. You had channel three, six, ten, or whatever. ABC, yep. NBC, no, you're right. CBS, three, six, ten. Same as our and, then, and then there was Fox and. 57. Maybe you yes, got like a. Yes, 57. Or you was, got a 48 in there. It was, and it was like, it was what's all 29 back there? Then. Yeah, there was like one other. That was it. So and it's what not was, like you had choices. I think he was on a 4 o'clock, right? I don't even remember. So, yeah, no, I think was he was cool. on like 4. I think it was Sesame Street at 3. I think it was Mr. Rogers at 4 and Reading Rainbow at 5. On the weekends? No. No, it was weekdays. in the evening. It was in the evening. Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because it was after school. Right, he so, was on every day. Yes, Mister Rogers oh, was on every day. So here's the thing: like John just said, if you are watching Mister Rogers at four o'clock, what are you watching? Uh, Sally, Jesse, Raphael, Oprah. Oh, like, I don't know if Oprah was yeah. around back. Yeah, she wasn't. Man. Like I don't even, like so you know indirectly you got you know, we were drawn to what color sweater Mister Rogers was going to yep. wear today, right? Uh, Thank God! Thank God! My grandmother moved in my house when I was ten years old because then I got introduced to General Hospital. Yeah, oh, you like General Hospital? I used well, to watch all my children. It was three o'clock. I came home from school, and the chicks were pretty hot. So yeah, all my children, chicks were pretty hot too. I way was, better than Mister Rogers. Let's nah, put yeah, it this way. Definitely, definitely. But yeah, I, I mean, the Reading Rainbow craze was all right, but I watched that too. I, really? Yeah, I, I, I had a, I had a lineup. Like I, I came home three o'clock was at Heathcliff. Heathcliff's like my favorite uh, car. Remember Heathcliff? Yeah, oh yeah. And Inspector ja- Inspector Gadget would come on Great after that, one. right? Yeah. So uh, that that was a good time. And then I, I went, I rolled right into like the five o'clock hour with a little facts of life and oh. little little different strokes. Great shows. Right. And then it was like Classics. Mr. Belvedere and uh, I think Who's the Boss came on at seven o'clock. Oh wow. And then yeah. I was ready at seven thirty. Wheel Fortune. Watch Wheel, Wheel Fortune. Fortune. Yeah, love that. So yeah. I had there. There's my lineup for the day, but. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Good luck, Tom. Yeah. I don't know if you'll be able to do it, buddy, but uh, if anybody could do it, yeah, Forrest yeah. Gump could do it, so we'll see. Uh, Phillies. Before we get in the top twenty, uh, uh, you know, top 10 to 25, uh, Phillies real fast. You know, we talked about them last week. We talked about where they're at, where they're headed. Uh, you know, uh, lots being made in the pitch of staff. They pick up Drew Smiley off the garbage 
pile. You know what I mean? Uh, actually pitched pretty decent the other day. But, you know, if you expect that from him long term, you're kidding yourself. He is who he is. Are they good enough to go out and get a guy like Zach Granke? And the reason why I ask that, are you sold enough that you're willing to give up more of your young guys who, let, let's face it, you know, I guess at this point, is anybody ever untouchable? I mean, we heard all those years about Kyle Drayback being untouchable, Don Brown being untouchable, Michael Taylor being untouchable, and where are they playing right now, right? So, you know, a lot can be made of that. So when I, when I ask you, is the team worth it right now to go out and, and do a deal for like a Zach Granke who's owed $35 million, okay, you're going to have him for the next two years. Uh, so, I mean, is that a guy, 35-year-old Zach Granke, that, or, you know, that's, I mean, he's pitching pretty well, 2.39 ERA. Uh, you know, he's he's highly productive. But the other thing I want to say that before you answer is, remember, this also was a guy who wasn't happy about playing in a big market area. He's like a little bitch when it talks about it. He is, like, Granky. He doesn't like booze. I don't like, you know, I don't like people talking to me. I really don't like when they, you know, they critique my pitching. I don't want to play in a big market. So, you know, he's going to have a... You know, uh, an interesting decision because I'm pretty sure he has a no-trade clause, so he would have to waive it. Uh, you know, so, you know, it, it, it's that or they go to Detroit, and they, you know, uh, a guy like a Boyd out there who's a young lefty who probably is going to cost a little more, obviously, because he's younger. Uh, or, or do you just stick with Smiley and you get a guy like Robbie Ray and you say, oh, we'll see where we go and we'll just worry about next year. What do you think, Dave? Uh, I don't think we'll get Zach Granke for a couple things. One is... He's a small, smaller market type of pitcher, and I believe that Atlanta is more intriguing to him. If he's going to waive his no trade clause, wow. I think he would do it for the Braves. So they get him and Keuchel down the stretch, boy. I tell yeah. you, I, I, that's that's give my, them the LL East, right, 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 just give it to them. And what I would do is that the second part, the lefty from, uh, De- oh, De- oh, for for Boyd, Boyd, I would go with him. I would try and go for him. Um, the money part with Granky, don't tell me that money's an issue. I don't want to hear it. You have plenty of it if you're worried about that. I just don't think Granky is coming here. I think the Braves will beat us out on that. Um, and I would go with the lefty. I would go with Boyd. I, I mean, listen, even if they bring a guy in like that, I still don't know if that's going to be able to overturn what's going on. I agree. With this team right I now. agree, but I, as far as we don't have left-handed, this is a, the reason right. why we don't have left-handed pitching. You're right. Granky's a, another righty, correct? Right. And he comes with a bunch of baggage, and he's he 35, and all that other nonsense. So that's why I'd like a guy like Boyd. I'm, that's my that's my uh, choice because he's he's younger. He's so, absolutely you way know, younger. So I'm willing to give up more to get a guy like that who I can control mm-hmm. and a guy who's going to be around. And and Smiley, you know what Smiley gets is is another time that we don't have to see Pavetta, right? <laughs> so he takes Pavetta's spot in the rotation. Poor Nick. And and then we don't get to see him for two games. See, Nick was crying. He was crying about him. He doesn't understand. He's got a five point whatever ERA. You don't understand why he got pulled from the starting rotation. Come on, Cuz. So what? You know what, I mean? what, what are we missing here, kid? What yeah. What don't you get? That this is. I think he's more of an attitude problem than anything else. I like guy. I like uh, I like Gabe at the game the other day at their smiley start. Did you hear him? No. Oh uh, yeah, Gabe's great. He's uh, he says, I really like what I seen out of Drew tonight. I took he stood tall, and was very professional on the mound. Okay, so what the hell does that mean? 
So he's very. If I was or, next no, to sorry, him, said, I would have stabbed him right in right, the neck. Wait, I'm sorry. He said, he said he 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 acted like a true professional. He's he's useless. a professional ball player. He's useless, right? Gabe Kapler is absolutely. Dave hates Gabe. No, he, he listen is, though. He's getting all fired up. He is the worst thing that baseball ever produced. John, your turn. Hates <laughs> <laughs> Gabe. I mean, I. I think we're we're right where we were, or what I thought in April and May. Hot start. The problem was you didn't have the pitching, that extra guy that was going to get you. Even if you get to the uh, to the postseason, I didn't feel that there was enough. Arietta's, you know, he got the, he got the bum arm. He hasn't had a great season. Um, Nola hasn't had a great season. And if your two top dogs don't have it, and you got the back end of your rotation getting sent to the minors every other week, <laughs> pick which one you want. Yep. That, and that's what we said. So Hear that, it was fail. So that Clintock. Good job. The difference was we thought the offense was going to be enough to be more than four games over five hundred. You're right. Now you have a hole. So do you just go out and do it? I mean, if it was if it was within two games, it's a no brainer. Yeah, you go out and do it. But I mean, it's a tough decision. Right. Because, you know, there, you, you you hit the nail on the head because we talked about it on the show. I know I talked about it tons of times about we thought the offense was going to take over the pitching, right? We talked about it. Uh, we, we even talked about maybe like 2008 a little bit, right? Um, they're 11th at home runs right now. That's not what I expected. So now, like you just said, you, you bring up a good point. Do they owe it? to their $330 million right fielder to go out and continue to improve? Do they owe it to the best catcher in baseball who they want to extend past next year to go out and show that they have a willingness? JT came out and said he fully expects them to be highly active when it comes to the trade market trying to improve this team. So they may owe it to some of these players in order to do that. So they may have to make a move just to keep some of these guys happy. And we extended Clintac and yeah, three years, thanks. And and the other what's yeah, uh, Andy McPhail. McPhail. Yeah, we just extended both of them. Well, well we, 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 we before did, the season we did. Them. Yeah, and because and and the news but, just came out because right? they did they did such a good job. I mean, look, and the, these are oh, I'm sorry, John. Go ahead, Dave. The, the the this is upper management that sold us that you know our pitching staff was going to be. Formidable. They they were happy with what they saw. It's ridiculous, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Speaking of pitching, because I'm I'm done because I'm getting mad already. We got five minutes left, and I'm I'm not wasting on the Phillies garbage right now. Okay, list came out top ten pitchers in the last thirty years. Okay, it, I, I wrote twenty five is wrong. It was top ten pitchers in the last thirty years came out. Okay, I'm not going to say who did it. It was like a sporting news kind of thing. It's not, doesn't make it just go for a debate. Okay, number one. Pedro Martinez, number two, Roger Clemens, three, Greg Maddox, Randy Johnson at four, Mariano Rivera at five, Clayton Scherzer at six, Roy Halladay at seven, Matt Scherzer at eight, Justin Verlander at nine, and John Smoltz at ten. The question I have, you go through that list. Number one, John, Dave, give me one player who you feel shouldn't be on that list. Give me one player you would add to that list. And one player you would kind of move up. Who wants to go first? Dave does. Go ahead, Dave. Give me first. Give me one player you feel shouldn't be on that list. Clayton Kershaw. Thank you. I agree. Give me one player you feel should move up from where they're at. Roger Clemens. Who you feel he should be number one? Yes. Okay. 
Now, give me one guy you feel isn't on that list that should be on that list. Kurt Schilling. Love it. Look how easy that was. Like Kurt Schilling should be absolutely on that list. For what he did in Boston, for what he did in Arizona, I mean, come on. Two World Series? Yes. I yeah. mean, whether you, take all the politics aside, yeah. you know, after baseball, this guy was a legitimate pitcher, man. He was a, he was an all-star when it, when Hall it of Fame. Should I say Hall of Fame Should caliber be. pitcher, right? When it mattered, he, he was pitched, there. He pitched his best. The bloody he, sock. He did it for us with the Phillies. Yes, you remember he did. him? He struck out the first eight of Braves in that NL uh, <sighs> championship game. I still remember it, man. Oh, mowing them down. Number 38, baby. Number mm. 38. What about you, John? So if I – one player who should be on that list to you? It's, I think they – I mean, I think they almost all deserve it. But I, I would almost go with Kershaw. I think he's the obvious. How about a guy but you that, think should move up? Three Cy Youngs. I, I hear you, but he also has a back made it like pixie oh, sticks. Yes, over the past three so, years. But yeah. we, we can't forget the meat of his nah, career. He's right. not a spring chicken. I nah, mean, you're right. So how about moving up? Dude, he was top three in Cy Young six years. Winning three of them. Yeah, I'm just saying. I hear you. You're, you're, you're on a Kershaw wagon. It's cool. I actually would probably say Kershaw is out. Okay. So who are you moving if up? I had to guess. You Anybody? I'm moving up Verlander. I, I like that move because I think Verlander is completely overlooked he, here. And he re, he, he, he revitalized his career. He reinvented it. Yes. And that is why because he pitched at that elite level and then came back and did it again. So Verlander, I would move. I on. like that. What about somebody you would add? Johan Santana. I, lo- I love Johan. I mean, let, let, let's 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 stop. Forget about the Mets and look at the Twins and just look at the career he had at Minnesota. He was unhittable from the left hand side. That slider was insane. He really was. You know, and injuries obviously derailed his career, which is to a lot of people. But Johan Santana is a great one, a great one. I'm going to go, and, and, and it's got to be Kershaw. I'm sorry. Everybody to me deserves to be on this list. I know, John, you like Kershaw, but, you know, listen, I'm sorry. I You know, I would take him off the list. Okay, Verlander, great story. You're right. But I think Matt Scherzer is completely – overlooked and i'll tell you i'm one of them and you go back and look at his stats and what he's been able to do how he's been able to hold down the statistical output that he's put forth the consistency he's the best pitcher in baseball and he doesn't even get talked about dave you had a great point or john whoever said no it's john who you know talk about revitalizing career right that was you john right with verlander yeah Almost like a guy on this list like Greg Maddox. When Greg Maddox couldn't throw 95 anymore, you know, he learned how to hit the corners. He learned how to paint the plate with that slider, that cut fastball. He re- he reintroduced himself in Atlanta, and he was unbelievable. A guy I would absolutely add to this list is David freaking Cohn. Why is David Cohn not on this list? I don't care about awards. I don't care about David Cohn. Whether you talk about the Miami David, Co- I, I mean the the Met David Cone, or you talk about the Yankee David Cone, this guy was unbelievable. I mean, if you got a if you got a chance to watch him, he was a scientist on the mound. Uh, he didn't overpower you, but I'll tell you what, man, he was damn near perfect every time he went out there. Another guy is Roy, Roy Oswalt. I think Roy Oswalt. You know, we remember Roy 
when we got him, he wasn't the same guy. But out in Houston, man, that guy, I'll tell you, I mean, boys, we witnessed a lot of great pitchers back in our day. We could probably sit here for another half hour and talk about who should be on this list. But if you look at this list, and you take Halliday off, put any one of our guys, Dave, off air, you mentioned the guy, Kevin Brown. Another guy, man, that no, like, we, we kind of forget about these guys, man. We really do. Um, you forget about the number two and number three right. because it's Clemens and Pedro, and then there's every all the everybody every, else. Everybody else. Well, you, you know, got, you got Andy Mike. Pettit, right, Pettit, you talked about? Glavin. Gla- I mean, Tom, Mussina. Tom Glavin, yeah, just went in the Hall of Fame. Right, just inducted in the Hall of Fame. I mean, a couple recent guys. Yeah, I mean, you. I, I mean, if you if you literally sat there and said, "Let me take the number one or two. I mean, John and Dave, whoever brought up Tim Lincecum, another guy. Right? I mean, this guy was unstoppable. Back to back Cy Youngs. Right. You know, it's sad. If we have to do another uh, little skit that goes back thirty years, we're not going to be able to use the eighties anymore. Yeah, that we're, we're gonna be we're gonna be losing a whole decade of players, man. I, I gotta I gotta end now because now I just feel like I'm dead. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> that just took a lot of wind out of me right there. Shows you how old I am right now. Wow, that's insane. I don't even like to think about that. I really don't. Mm-hmm. But nah, listen. I I like we we need to do more of this because you know this brings brings back memories for me. You know, and watching some of these guys. And, you know, listen, I, you know, just the, the World Series is that I used to watch. I mean, I know he's not on this list, but, you know, Chris Carpenter had a hell of a career. You know, I'm not saying he was top 10, but if we went top 20, I think that would open it up to a lot of other players that maybe aren't even mentioned on this list, uh, you know, th- because they, they made such an impact, uh, you know, out there, so. You know, either way, man, baseball, looking back and reminiscing is great for the game and great for us and, and, and great for everybody. If you want, hit us up on Twitter. Tell me who you think's in the top ten. Give us an idea. Tell us if you agree with what we said. Uh, give us any kind of feedback. Again, on iHeartRadio, uh, we just got there. You can see all our episodes from 1 to 79. Uh, hit us up on YouTube, at, yeah, at Heat Ratio Sports on Instagram, on Twitter. Uh, for your host, Tony Jigsaw Cotillo, at Cotillo 23 Mr. John Coker, at PGH John 36 and Dave Dixon, at Coach Dixon 365 You guys have a great week, and we'll catch you back here same time, same channel, all Wednesday.